Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavelle, and today is November 4th, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by Vice President of McKinney Flavelle, Kevin Combs. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Michael. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to everyone out there. And uh, gosh, uh, what do you want to talk about? Is, uh, you know, Do you want to talk about how uh, I'm leading my uh, fantasy football league or... Do you want to talk about the lots of stuff to talk about? Phillies losing last night again. Now uh, behind, they're sucks. they're they're rock solid at home. So we yeah. just gotta hope they come through and and win at home here. Oh my gosh, yes, they, they deserve it. I, I think. <laughs> well, we certainly know Houston doesn't deserve it. Sorry for our <laughs> listeners in Houston, but you know we don't yeah, want sorry, the cheaters Houston. to win. Oh gosh, now we're going to get crazy to have somebody new. Yes, win. that's what we, we meant. We that's knew. what we meant. We meant. Yeah, that's we what we meant. meant. We didn't care about the other yes. stuff. So easy transition to sugar. <laughs> Simple. Win. Win. Winning. 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 Sugar is always winning. Yeah. So Kevin, I thought today we'd talk a little bit about sugar. Uh, our listeners out there. Uh, a lot of people obviously wrapping up the corn sweetener negotiations and things like that, but let's talk a little bit about sugar. Let's shift the focus. So uh, what's going on in sugar these days? Well, we're rapidly approaching uh, the finish of harvest and from the beets, and things seem to be going pretty well. Obviously, we had a horrible start, late plantings. We had the record grain prices, which resulted in lower acreage, particularly in the plains, uh, You know, impacting western or their crops going to be down, not necessarily just from yields, but uh, from area to begin with. And when you look out west, you know, what we're hearing so far is yields are a little bit below average, but they're getting some offset on higher sugar content. So a lot of the dry weather this fall, uh, really in a lot of different growing regions, has resulted in better sugar content. You know, when you look at the Red River Valley, there were, uh, you know, at least three weeks late on plantings. Uh, some growers probably as much as a month later than normal. And uh, crop ended up coming around a bit and was doing okay, but uh, still below average tonnage. But uh, hearing a lot of talk of record sugar content as a result of the dry weather, allowing the sugars to build up at the end of the crop. So uh, that's going to offset some of the lower tonnage numbers and and put together probably a pretty good crop. And when you looked at Michigan, you know, they've had a little bit of issues here or there, but no, it's actually looking like uh, above average tonnage and sugar content there. So a good crop, which after last year, that's certainly going to be welcome for uh, Michigan and, and all their customers to get back on track. So I think when you look at it, you know, we've kind of been saying the same thing for a long time in the beet crop. USDA is putting out a fairly conservative number. I don't have it in front of me here, but five point, just a little over 5.1 million tons uh, on the last watch report. I think when they get to uh, this month, you know, maybe they're conservative, maybe they're slow, but you know, I really think there's at least 100,000 tons to the upside. And if all goes well with the harvest, they don't have any unusual discard rates and uh, the sugar content holds, I think there's, you know, even a little bit more upside than that. So I'm, I'm optimistic that we're going to carve out a, a good overall number. And, 
you know, part of that number also includes getting a better planting season next year and having a normal early harvest season in August, September, which we didn't really have this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, that'll be, you know, important to get that number back up above 5.2 that I'm talking about. But I think it's, it's in gonna the cards. It's going to be interesting because we've had, uh, obviously, all kinds of weather conditions, but I feel like in, in some cases more extreme weather conditions or extreme things happening uh, when they do happen. So uh, it'll be important to have a uh, uh, nice uh, spring uh, where we can get those uh, timely plantings. Kevin, shifting over to demand, that's been one that's been a head scratcher, at least according to the USDA numbers. Uh, we've had a, a pretty decent uh, demand year um, that uh, was a little bit surprising. But as we move in, there's obviously a lot of talk about things slowing down, potential recession or just when it happens. What is your take on how uh, sugar demand might be impacted as we move into next year? Wow. Well, first off, yeah, I mean, who would have thought 3% in this area of people watching sugars trying to cut back? And, yeah. you know, before COVID hit, we had people talking about, uh, you know, a doctor here from the local area talking about how sugar is a toxin and yeah. the whole added sugars debate and, and trying to cut sugars out of diets and, and people trying to come up with low calorie options, you know, across the board on food, beverage, everywhere you went. And it seemed like, you know, if we saw half a percent or a quarter of a percent growth year over year for sugar, that was it. And it was pretty stagnant. And with population growth slow, it just seemed like that was the trend we were going to be on forever. And then COVID hits and it's like, okay, people are going out less. People, you know, don't do the same things. We saw the shift in consumption patterns where we're getting more higher retail, but lower in, in other areas. And it seemed like, oh, we might actually have lower consumption. And then all of a sudden, wow, people start yeah. going out again. I think you had some rebuilding of pipelines. You had manufacturing trying to get back and, and get inventories back up. But it was amazing to see this year's growth. But when you look at the areas that were hit, beverages were hit under COVID and confectionery was hit. And those are two categories that really came back strong. Mm -hmm. But even your standard bakery and, and cereal came back strong as well. And well, not came back strong. They stayed up, but they continued to grow in this environment. So I think when you look at our customers, Mike, we saw a lot of customers pulling strong and ending up needing to buy additional sugars this summer due to stronger demand. And as you know, with allocations and everything else from suppliers, it became tricky. problematic, tricky, tricky. All right. tricky. We'll go with tricky. And so, you know, that demand was definitely seems like it was it's pretty real. Now, question is what happens next year? And uh, you know, I think we have a lot of customers that are as usual optimistic and they're plotting in those small increases year yeah. over year. Yeah. Just expecting growth. And I think, you know, a lot of our customers do that every year. So it's gonna be real interesting. Does that materialize or not? Obviously, the USDA is putting in a very small, like 25,000 ton decrease for next year, not seeing this as sustainable. And just from an economic standpoint, you look at prices are up mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. and you look at potential, you know, talk of some sort of recession, this, that and the other going on global economics. And you say, well, you know. Maybe it's going to correct back a little bit. Maybe it was a pipeline filling thing and getting inventory levels back up. 
So I think it's a good argument for lower numbers, but I think it's going to be a, a wait and see approach. And we're probably not going to have a real strong indication probably until March or April as to what things really look like and whether or not we're going to see a decline or whether it's going to keep at you know steady type of levels but certainly staying off the spot market has uh you know that's what you want to do yes stay away stay away stay away from that because that can be uh pretty ugly so all right anything else on sugar kevin before we let people enjoy their weekend well you know i think just summarize it i think you know the market's at uh really high levels most people are contracted. There are some people out there still uh, trying to get some prices from from Beats, and we don't know when or if they're going to come back in. I, I still think uh, they've got, and we've heard some customers being told that uh, they're included in the sold-out positions and that they'll eventually get pricing. But we have to wait and see uh, at what levels, but certainly much higher than where things were contracted back in the spring and early summer. So uh, just kind of hang tight there. And for the rest of us, it's looking forward to 2024. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Before we let people go, I want to remind you, you can go to our website at mckinney-favel.com and uh, in our webinar series, uh, we're doing our fall market outlook on November 16th at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can register on our website. It's real simple and it's going to be very, very informative on the different grains markets. Kevin will be talking about sweetener a little bit more in depth. Uh, So we'll look forward to everybody there. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute, moment with your friends and family. Don't take it for granted. Do something fun this weekend. And until our next podcast, take care, everybody. Bye. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.